passes last year. This one's not up. Powers tips it to himself, and he'll score. Snaps it anyway. Greer lobs it in the air. Oh, he has trouble with the snap, and the ball is free. It's picked up by Michigan State. Jalen wants Jackson, and he scores on the left. This year. Here's a play. What is going on, everyone? It is episode 54 of College Football Talk. We are here on a special Wednesday night edition mm-hmm. of College Football Talk where we have a conference championship preview. Yeah. I don't know about preview. Yeah, yeah it's a preview. I mean, I mean it's this is the, the conference championship special. Yes. We got a huge week, just huge episode to cover. We got playoff reactions. From the mm-hmm. most recent rankings came out yesterday. We got some big questions that we're going to try to answer. Yeah, all the scenarios we're going to try to talk about because, as everyone knows, we don't record again till next week. So the mm-hmm. selection will be out on Sunday. Selection show is Sunday. Yeah, at um, I think they're at noon. But there are a I lot of a lot of scenarios to try to figure out as far as who's in, who is out, what happens if such team, what happens if this team wins. So. Lot of questions, but make sure the biggest question that will be answered is that you will be subscribing to the pod because you want to just subscribe because that's mm-hmm. the good thing to do. As yep. you all know, we are trying to get to like we've been stressing all season long, trying to get to that triple digit mark, trying to get to at least a hundred subscribers. We're at mm-hmm. 79-ish, I think, believe right now. If I gotta double check again, but Make sure you guys are subscribing. We are, yes. Because we have got a lot of good content coming your way now that we know we got playoffs to talk about, bowl seasons in full swing with the transfer portal. It's about to be a wide open circus, coaching carousel. Lot to talk about. Make sure you guys are subscribing and hitting that like button when you are watching. Also, subscribing and listening on Spotify as well. Mm -hmm. Dylan, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing I'm doing pretty good, you know what I mean? I mean other than the fact that it is very cold outside. It is making me cold. I don't know about uh, you, but you're just a little little weak. Uh, that Florida Floridian is coming out in you right there. Okay. All right. But you know, I'm doing good. How about you, man? I'm good. Good, you know, just enjoying another mm-hmm. great week. Georgia's basketball team just took out FSU. All right, we don't need to talk about that. All right. Seventeen that point un- comeback. Good job for the All dogs right, right there. All right. Um, but hey, we're focused now on football because Dylan's trying to erase that from his memory. Yeah. So doing good. And now we are going to hop right into it. We got playoff ranking reactions. This is the fifth edition, I believe. Mm-hmm. Wrong. Don't know. Don't really care. Anyway, uh, here's the reactions or reactions. Here's the rankings for this week. If you're listening mm-hmm. on Spotify, uh, got the picture of most this week's most recent edition. Um, biggest news is that we have a new top top four new member in a different order. Actually, not new member, but a different order. Yeah. Ohio State drops to six. 
Georgia is at one. Michigan's two. Washington, three. Florida State, four. Oregon is five. Ohio State, six. Texas is seven. Alabama, eight. Missouri is nine. Ole Miss, ten. Or, no, Penn State, ten. Penn State, ten. Ole Miss, 11. Oklahoma's 12. LSU, 13. Louisville, 14. Arizona, 15. Iowa and the Hawkeyes are 16. Notre Dame sitting there at 17. 18th is Oklahoma State. 19th NC State. Oregon State at 20. 21 Tennessee. 22 Tulane. I'm just rolling right through. 23 Clemson. 24 Liberty. And 25 Kansas State. Whew. Dylan, any mm-hmm. significant uh, team stand out to you where they are? I think it's just the Ohio State being at six to me. I don't know how they got away with that one. Just because I, it's not that they played a bad game against Michigan. It's that everybody in everybody behind you right there at seven and eight mm-hmm. is better as of now. You know what I mean? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I just don't see a realistic conversation in my mind where you can go, Ohio State's better than Texas and Alabama. Because they don't, they don't play another game. That Ohio State season is out of their control now. They have nothing. They can't do anything. Yeah. They get to just sit and wait, and we get to watch Ryan Day on Selection Sunday before the show. Uh, plea for the committee to put his team in there. <laughs> all the all the all the favorite teams are going to win. He's going to be pleading. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to get out. He's going to have. This, all happen. of, this happened. To, this happened to Nick Saban last year. Well, he went on the Fox the yeah. night before. Yeah, he was like, "What a joke!" Put us on there, please. Yeah, Vegas would favor us and against all four of the teams. Like, shut up! No, it's like it's like yeah, but you know, Ryan Day is going to do that. Yeah. So, um, that's you know, right now that's the only thing that bothers me. That in Oregon being over Texas. So mine would be <clears throat> the um, looking at just from a looking ahead standpoint as far mm-hmm. as if you're looking to build resumes I'm, i like to look at resumes i don't look at who when you beat them i mean you know, look you want to know when you beat them because yeah we'll take like duke for an example like good start to the year mm-hmm. fsu beat them good win they were yeah. ranked but now you look at them out of the not their seven and five team finished out like not yeah. anything special like i look at teams like kansas state who stays around at 25 Look at teams like Oregon State at twenty, Clemson mm-hmm. still at twenty three. Yeah. You know, these are the those back half teams are good, good or nice little added bonuses for teams mm-hmm. that are trying to make a push because you know you're trying to stack that resume as good as you can. So now when you have teams hanging around that back half like Tennessee, you know it helps mm-hmm. out in the big way. So I do think that's something to look at. And yeah. like you said, Ohio State only falling to six surprised me a little bit. I think Texas should have hopped over them. Um, I think there's a legitimate conversation with Bama, Ohio State. But to me, Texas's resume is miles better than Ohio State's right now. Texas's best win is a top 10 Alabama team. Their second best win is what? Um, probably be Kansas State. Kansas State, and they play Oklahoma State. But you know what I mean? Ohio I, State has a loss to. They Michigan. do have wins over Penn State at ten and Notre Dame at seventeen. So yeah, 
But if we're going off that, then I think they should have only filled a five because then, or because you're stacking resumes up, Oregon has the worst. I mean, outs they only have one ranked win, and that's against mm. Oregon State. Yeah, because they didn't play Arizona. So you have Oregon State, who you, mm-hmm. you credit to, so you like really you dominated them this weekend. Yeah. But that's your only good win. So you know you, now you look at it now. I guess maybe they should have fell in the six, but um. I look at, do you have any issues with, um, like, the top four as far as seeding goes? I think some people might have said, like. I don't really. I mean. I mean. Because, I mean, I guess you, some maybe fans maybe think Michigan would hop to one. I don't really think it matters because. If Michigan really wants to hop to one, then you got to hope Georgia loses. That's your only chance of getting to one. Yeah. Now, if. We want to start looking at scenarios, mm-hmm. as I know you've been preaching we do for this episode. Yeah. Um, the big one for me, there's multiple scenarios. You know, we have the chalk yeah. scenario where ba- Georgia wins, Michigan wins, Washington wins, and Florida State wins. Mm-hmm. You know, you could have a slight argument. I, it really becomes about maybe if chalk wins, but – then you would look at eye tests and like how yeah. good of a win it was because unfortunately college football, I think I said this last week, but like college football, you know, it's not like the NFL where a win's a win. Like you got, it's like a beauty pageant. You got to win <laughs> just because you win. doesn't mean anything. You got to, you look yeah. for style points. So the only thing I would say is you want to stack resumes up between Florida state and undefeated Florida state, but say they sneak one out by like a late field goal. It's an ugly game, but you know, yeah. late field goal. And Texas, mm-hmm. who just boat races Oklahoma State, you could start. You could have a legitimate resume stack up right there. I yeah. understand the one is undefeated, and the other one is one loss. But you do have wins then over Bama, Oklahoma State, Kansas State. So I could see that. I mean, Florida State would have a win mm-hmm. over LSU, Louisville, yeah. and Clemson. So good wins too. So it it would be a fascinating debate as mm-hmm. far as you know. What do you want to talk about? Yeah, I think the most obvious, the most popular one that's going around though is Georgia loses to Bama. Yeah, I think the biggest domino that has to fall for everything else to kind of fall, start tumbling too, or like mm-hmm. a, a snowball effect, would be if Bama beats Georgia. Because if Bama beats Georgia, then you have now you have to really start stacking up stuff. So you'd have Bama yeah. beats Georgia, Michigan wins. So let's mm-hmm. say we got here. I'm going to write this down on a note card because okay. I, I need to okay. be a visual guy. So let's say Michigan wins. We got Bama wins. That would be 13 and 0. You have 12 and 1 Bama with the SEC, uh, Big Ten. Let's say, uh, I don't know. Let's say Oregon wins. So we got mm-hmm. Oregon wins. They're yeah. 12 and 1, Pac 12. Mm-hmm. We got, we'll say, uh, we'll say FSU wins. Yeah. This is just one scenario. Like we mm-hmm. have a bunch of here we can talk about. And Texas wins. We're going to say, yeah. you know, this is the one, this is another scenario here. So, now you have Michigan 13-0. Let's say they're in. Mm-hmm. You got Bama 
then it really becomes who do you put in after that? Because then you got Bama, Oregon, yep. FSU, Texas. So that's when so, you start stacking up resumes. Right? Yeah, I think I think I, I don't know if you've heard it, but have you heard the no SEC team makes the playoff possibility? I have heard that one, yes. But I just the committee's so unfairly yeah. biased, and we call it bias, call it whatever you want. Like, yeah, there's not a shot. Do you know they look at it all becomes down to most deserving versus best, mm-hmm. most yeah. the best teams because you want the best teams, you're going to put an SEC team in. Yeah, because realistically, Georgia. I mean, if we're just, but if if we're really just doing the best teams, you'd probably what just go base it on rosters, and at that point, you might as well. Well, put that's would be looking at there. ratings, I think. Yeah, that's a difference. That's would be looking at like TV ratings. Like if you're a TV rating a producer, you would. And Texas is in that number. You want one. Georgia, Bama, Ohio State, and probably Michigan. No, if you're if you're a TV or ratings Texas, guy, or Texas. no, you want yeah, you're a TV ratings guy. You probably want Texas. Bama, Ohio State, and what? Michigan. That's probably what you want if you're TV. If you're if you, you are want, television. You want Georgia, Ohio State, Texas, and Michigan. I think they'd want Alabama over Georgia. No, because right now at this current state, they would not. Georgia being a back-to-back champ, losing. Yeah. They've come in. They're going into Saturday. Winning forty five of their last forty six games, yeah. There's no right now would be Georgia, yeah. Because you want to beat the you want to be the best. You want to be the man. You got to beat the man. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying I'm not saying it's not that. I'm just that saying, would be looking at ratings. Tex, Tex, Texas is the biggest television rating thing in the country when it comes to college football. There's nobody close to them. If you want money, you put Texas no. there. I mean, not, I'm not trying to make an argument about it. It's just Back Texas. To, does, right. Texas has the largest fan base in the country. Back to but, this scenario here. So, if we have um, a scenario, right? Well, hear me out on this, all right? Mm-hmm. Georgia loses. Michigan wins big. Okay. Washington wins big. Mm-hmm. Florida State wins big. Obviously, in the scenario, Oregon loses badly. Ohio State, no game. And Texas wins really big. Bama squeaks by Georgia. Would, it's a it's a it's a four quarter game, not that much offense, defensive showdown. Bama wins twenty to seventeen. So then it becomes resumes because mm-hmm. because realistically, Bama would have the best win of any team all season with that win yeah. against Georgia. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they do also have. I mean, I'll, I mean, so that if you're Bama, yeah. you would have a win against the number one team. The number mm-hmm. eleven team, the number yep. thirteen team, the mm-hmm. number twenty-one team. I mean, that's four yep. ranked twins right there. I would put them ahead of Texas. I just don't see a scenario where you could, because the committee has said a lot of times that head-to-head does matter. They were also asked teams... about who was the best team, mm-hmm. who's the best team, right? Like, who are the best teams right now that could compete? This weekend, yeah. and they said along the lines of like, you know, they were just going through each team and like how they did this weekend. So I, I, I gotta be honest like with they you, they are I avoiding completely, questions. Yeah, I completely ignore everything that guy said. Everything he said, he just sounded like he, he got asked one not... week about, um, 
he got asked, I think, last week about some of the Oregon, and he said Bo Nix is seventy percent completion. Yeah, like, like they're okay. avoiding questions. They've been doing so, yeah, it no, years. that question he was he was asked. He was just asked. He was he was like, um, you know, Texas has a slightly better resume because of Oregon's single top twenty-five win. What's the reason for putting Oregon over Texas? And he goes, you see, Bo Nix is a seventy-eight percent completion percentage. Like that's crazy. <laughs> so. To me, to me, I think I, 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 I'm, there's a lot of scenarios here. This is the most competitive year we've ever had. There's not a single year in the history of the playoff model mm-hmm. in which eight teams have a legitimate shot going into conference championship week. Here's this scenario for you. Mm-hmm. Bama wins. Okay. Washington wins. Okay. So you eliminate Oregon. Yep. Michigan wins. Okay. FSU loses. Okay. Texas wins. Mm-hmm. So it becomes down to, I think, Texas and Georgia. Like I think you, Texas. Would you put Texas in? Say if it's a really close loss, and then you start stacking up resumes. I mean, no, yeah. they have the – so you start stacking up, you know, resumes, mm-hmm. who you beaten – Conference titles, all that. Because yeah. we've seen in the past teams get in that shouldn't, or that they start splitting hairs, and a team that's yeah. won a conference hasn't gotten in over a team. Let's say, like twenty. <laughs> we'll take no. We'll take twenty seventeen for an example. Mm-hmm. How Penn State won the Big Ten, should yeah. have gotten in, mm-hmm. but some they put Bama in, in regardless. Yeah, but I think that goes to the conversation we were having uh, earlier think, off the show about best teams versus most deserving. I think, I think that, that year Penn State was one of the best teams, but they didn't deserve to make the playoff because they had lost. I would earlier. put, I would, I would put Georgia in out there that four four spot because biasly or unbiasedly. This is unbiasedly. They have wins over the number nine team. This is a mm-hmm. close loss against number eight. Yeah. They have won. They would have been 45 out of the last 47 times they've won. They are mm-hmm. back-to-back champs. It would be the first time they've lost since 2021. Okay? Yeah. They would have a win over number 9, number 11, 21, by an average margin of, like, 27 points. So, like, mm-hmm. realistically, they're, they are one of the four best teams in the country. If I'm I stacking just, resumes up, I, I just it's a hell of a lot better than Texas. I, I understand that, but I legitimately think there is a better shot of Texas being the three and Alabama being the four than that happening. I don't think Alabama would jump Texas with a win unless Texas lost. What if, if, because I just don't see any scenario where the number, because the playoff committee was very specific by not putting a State further back. They same, don't think they think Alabama is the worst team amongst this group of eight by this same scenario. Same scenario. Yep. We'll go Bama lose wins, Michigan wins, <laughs> Texas wins, FSU loses, Oregon, yep. Oregon wins. Oregon wins, okay. Do you put Oregon in over Georgia, Texas? Who do you put in those final two spots? Okay. So Oregon, I think in this scenario, we're getting let, let me let me Matt. So Michigan obviously number one, right? So you put Michigan at one, we'll say. <laughs> I think number two comes down between Obviously, the three one-loss conference champions. I think it might lean Oregon. I would put Bama in, Texas, and Georgia. 
I know this you is keep unbiased. There but is look no at, scenario in look, which Bama jumps from number eight to number two. That's insane. They would not go up six spots then put from Texas being the number one. Best win. I, think, I mean, I'm I telling think, you, resume. Texas, they're going to break this Texas, down resume wise. Yeah. I'm telling mm-hmm. you from a from what I've seen from this committee. Yes. I'm just telling you, they mm-hmm. do some wild stuff. And I don't this would disagree. Be something with they would do. They love Bama. They I, thirst Bama. <laughs> they would put them at but, two in a heartbeat. But if they liked Bama more, they would not have put Ohio State at six and left them behind Texas all year long. That's what I believe. I absolutely believe Texas. That's because if you're going by resume, no, but they're going I, by it, resume, though. I, even if they're going by resume, they value Texas's head-to-head win over Alabama extremely high. Well, and I, I think was you have putting, to. I mean, I was going to put Bama and Texas at two and three, so you're splitting hairs. they got to play each other anyway. I mean – all I'm saying is that if if it becomes down to Oregon and Georgia, you put Georgia in. I don't I'm, think so. Dude, I'm telling you right now, there's just, no shot because, they would put Oregon in. This, in. in this scenario, no Oregon shot, just beat dude. the number three team in the country, and Georgia just lost to number eight. It's their only loss. Look at resumes. Yeah. But their only one Oregon's one loss would be to the team they just avenged the loss of. I'm telling you, there's right no now, way in that scenario they I'm don't get in. Telling you, I think Oregon has the worst resume amongst these teams. The committee disagrees with us. The committee has them at five. No, one, the committee no. says they are the best one is, loss team in college football. And maybe this is different. And like I'm all for. It. I'm just mm-hmm. telling you from you want to put it beginning and all the end yeah. of the day. It comes down to. You put the most deserving teams, or you want to put the best mm-hmm. teams in. You want to put yeah. the best teams in. You put the best teams in. Yeah, but I think if you, you put the best put, teams in, what's even the point of playing games? There you have that because argument. Because it's all about what we think are the best. Teams. We so can, we can look at the resume. That would be talking. And we of, can, yeah, we but, can get more into this after. You know, I'm all I'm saying is, mm-hmm. I'm just telling you the committee is wild, and they will look at best teams, and they will put the best teams in. Yeah. There is a reason teams that shouldn't have been in there should just found their way back in there. They had no business doing it, and I'm telling you, they will. If is there any shot? Mm-hmm. Let's say Georgia wins, Michigan wins, yeah. FSU wins, Oregon wins, Texas wins. So who gets the final fourth spot? Repeat this again: Michigan wins, FSU wins, Oregon wins. So here we go. Ready? I'm gonna go and write this down in my bracket style. We got UG okay. at one. Got yep. Four spot. We got Michigan at two. Mm-hmm. So you got three spots. You have you have a FSU win, Texas yep. win, mm-hmm. and an Oregon win. So you have Washington's out. Although you yep. could actually Washington might it would no. be yeah, they they would just be out, unfortunately. Out. As 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 much as it sucks for Washington, my, my thing is this if Florida State and Washington lose, either of those two lose, they're out. Tonight, so which stinks, but they don't have a chance. Oregon wins, FSU wins, Texas wins. Mm-hmm. Who gets the final two spots? So Oregon wins, Texas wins, FSU wins. Who gets the final spot? Final two. Final spot. two. I think it's Florida State and Oregon. For two reasons. Two reasons. Number one. Keeping Florida State at four to me, if they go undefeated, I we've, we've you know been back and forth on it. I think if Florida State goes undefeated, wins the ACC, undefeated Power Five champ, one of, and in the, at least in this area, one of three, right? Mm-hmm. There's only three 
undefeated Power 5 champs, they're number three in the country in this ranking to me. Number four, I think just because Oregon will have to win over number three that night when they get to decide the rankings, because that's a, that's a big thing is they, they put, you know what I mean? Whatever happens the day before is the freshest thing in their mind. That's what's the biggest thing that's going to impact the rankings. So if I, 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 I just think, I think if Oregon beats Washington, avenges their loss, they beat the number three team in the country. Even if Texas smacks around Oklahoma state, I think Oregon would get in over them. I think, I think if you're Texas and Alabama, you do not control your own destiny. Even if you win your game, there is still a legitimate chance. I would, that you could be slightly picked over a different, you would get picked over just because of your earlier season loss. I think it would be Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, FSU. Oregon has think, a. I don't think Oregon would jump. I think they would the because, FSU. especially if they're, if Vegas has them, the Vegas has The them committee's like, never done that. But they would. That's a better win, though, over any FSU. Yeah, win but the committee. Year. The committee was never picked a one loss over an undefeated Power Five champ in yeah, this scenario. Well, they didn't win their oh, conference Power championship. Five. Well, Cincinnati was a non-Power Five, but they were undefeated. Yeah, they at weren't four. Power Five, but undefeated at four. Yeah, but I mean that goes back into the conversation of they didn't. They were not one of the four. If best they teams convincingly, if they cover against Washington, they will hop the three. I mean, I don't know there, just because. What's the spread in that game? Six and a half? No, it's ten right now. It's ten? It opened at I, I mean it opened at it, eight and a half, I think, nine. Mm-hmm. It's all the way up to ten right now. If they beat Oregon by or if they beat Washington by ten, then maybe. But I mean, I just in this scenario, I just don't really see the committee deciding to drop an undefeated power five FSU versus a one loss Oregon. It's not like seeding matters all that much, especially we're being honest here. The four would probably favor FSU a little bit more going to the New Orleans instead of Pasadena. Mm-hmm. Actually, if you really think about it, Michigan would hate playing one of the two West Coast teams because they're going to Pasadena. I think regardless, FSU mm-hmm. gets in or not, they will be yeah. at least a two-touchdown on the dog to anybody so, they yeah. play. Yeah. I think if they play Georgia, they're if they play Georgia, thirteen point favorite, thirteen and a half point favorite Georgia. I'm gonna check that real quick. I just want to check Fanduel real quick. I think it would be thirteen and a half starting line. It would be seventeen and a half. I don't know. Seventeen and a half. There's I feel not. Like that's a, a little high. There's no shot, especially if Georgia mm-hmm. takes care of Bama this weekend. Yeah, there ain't a shot. We've I've seen crazy lines this year with these two teams. Yeah. Uh, let's see. A, let's go college football playoff. No. Uh, if there's any hypotheticals out there, mm, nothing here. Weekly specials, no. National championship, yeah. hell. Oh, never mind. Um, I also think like there's been some dumb lines this year for Florida State, like. We were 27 and a half point favorites versus Boston College, 24 versus Virginia. 
48 versus Northern Alabama. Nice. Which is so crazy of a line. And we almost covered two. All right. So uh, we will be moving on, though. Yeah. Keeping this in mind throughout the rest of the show. But a mm. lot of scenarios, as you can tell, we just spent over 20 minutes talking about scenarios. So a lot to talk about, a lot to figure yourself out. Um, but we are going to hop right into our playoff talk now, or Pac-12 Pac-12 talk, championship yeah. talk right here, but yep. championship conference talk. Now we're going to start out West Las Vegas on Friday night with a, obviously a significantly big game. This is a rematch from a couple weeks ago, as we've been talking about with Oregon and Washington, the line is at nine and a half. Currently it was mm. at 10 earlier today. Just let everyone know it was at 10. So it's dropped crazy, but yes, it has dropped back down to nine and a half. So what does that tell for everyone? It means that Vegas loves Oregon in this spot. Um, a lot of models out there have Oregon covering this game. Yep. What, you know, Oregon nine and two against the spread this year, nine, two and one, excuse me. They're nine and two as a favorite in the last 10, they're seven, two and one. Uh, but nonetheless, which is funny, we are talking about all these how Oregon's looking like they should be dominant in this mm. one, and we just forget that Washington beat this team just a couple weeks ago by three. Yep. Yes, there was about three fourth down plays that made her pretty much made her break the game and a missed mm -hmm. field goal, which could have sent it to overtime. My biggest thing in this game is I I like Oregon in this spot. A lot more than I do Washington. The way that yep. these two teams, you know, you look at like that November bias or whatever they call it, but where you know you just look at recency and this, no mm -hmm. you know, November is like what makes or breaks teams. And a lot of for yep. a lot of this month, like Washington has been playing with fire, so mm -hmm. hasn't looked the best. It escaped last week in the Apple Cup against Washington State. Didn't look very good against Oregon State for the most part. Uh, Utah was in a dogfight. USC was. Stanford, like, go on yeah. there. Oregon, vice versa, look dominant. Oregon State, Arizona State, USC, you know, Utah. Like, yeah, they've been taking care of business. So, back to my point, though. Yep. I just think that Washington, every time that we've seen them in a big game this year, though, mm -hmm. they've come ready to play. Regardless yeah. of what the score is, they keep it close, and they usually have found a way to win. If you're Oregon, is there anything different you look at in this game? You're like, okay, we can't do that this time, mm -hmm. but maybe we look at doing this this time. Yeah. I mean, to me, the biggest thing for Oregon to beat Washington, right, for me, it's to let Bo Nix unleash the playbook a little bit and kind of – don't go for such gutsy calls, especially like take it back a little bit. Take your points when you can get them, because I think this is going to be a shootout personally. Yes. The over out. under is um, currently 66. Mm. So, so my thing, my thing is, I think, I don't think I, I know Oregon has a better defense. Mm -hmm. Oregon has better athletes. Yes. One sec, I have people knock on my door. You take control. All right. Uh, da -da, da -da, we're going to go solo. So, 
And I think he was trying to say, so Oregon does have better guys across the board. It's like they have on paper, the better guys, Washington has legit NFL receivers. And, you know, I was going to just pulling up the stats from the last time they met, you know, you look at what a Dunze did eight catches, 128 yards. Like he's the main guy. And he went off in that game. Dylan's back now, so we're going to go back to split screen. Sorry about that. My roommates just got back. Awesome. Uh, I was just saying how, yes, on paper, Oregon does have the better guys. But, you know, you look at Washington's playmakers, like they went off in this game last time. But so did Oregon's. So, yeah. What has what gives here? See, to me, me, on paper, there is not a single thing that Washington has over Oregon. No, I mean, I mean except you just stack up their two teams. I think personnel, Oregon looks better. Coaching, Oregon looks better. You're looking Defensive, at staff. You know, it's just everything. Oregon looks better to me. You're looking at the number one and number two passing in passing yards as far as mm-hmm. quarterbacks go. Yeah, as far as scoring offenses go, it's uh, it's number two and number wherever they are and a top fifteen team. So. Uh, a number 11. So these guys mm-hmm. score and they will score in packs. The only thing I see is if Oregon can somehow capitalize, maybe they hit a fourth down here or there. And then it becomes puts pressure now on that Washington defense, which has struggled at times. They've played better mm-hmm. as of late, though, but have struggled. And right now it seems like Oregon's just firing at all cylinders. I think this goes down in the quarterbacks for me. Yeah. I think Penix has got to be able to play well again in mm-hmm. this game. If there's anything like, I mean, last, I mean, he threw for over 300 the last time. Yeah. Threw for four touchdowns, had a pick, but, you know, didn't matter, mm-hmm. I think. So, but, you know, he's got to get his playmakers involved. Polk, Adunze, mm-hmm. you know, they've got to show up. They had over 100, each of them had over 100 yards last time. Yeah. They got to keep rolling. If you're Oregon, Troy Franklin, Tez Johnson, Terrence Ferguson, like they've all got to keep rolling too. Look on the run game too. Yeah. I don't know about you. Like you're looking at, you're looking at guys like Johnson and Bucky Irving, Washington, Oregon. Who's going to be able to be able to run the ball the best here? You know, keep the chains moving. Yeah. Washington statistically is not the best third down defense. Mm-hmm. They rank, they come in ranked 96 in the country. Oregon is a number three team in the country in third down conversion rate. So Oregon just keeps the chains rolling. They on, they should keep going. Um, any other batches uh, you're looking at here? I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I, like, I just, to this, me, to me, um, this just looks like the game that Oregon wins. I don't know how you feel, but. The stats say Oregon should dominate in this game. Yeah, I don't think they dominate. And that reflects, but that I mean, don't listen. But that reflects why Vegas has that line so big. Mm -hmm. It's great. Like Washington beat this team, and yet they're staring at about a ten-point hole. Yeah. As far as Vegas goes, I mean, I I just think Oregon will have enough firepower, little motivation, revenge factor to win this game. Yeah. But I, I do think Washington would cover covers this number because you're gonna give I me Washington so Washington and give me about nine and a half points. That's crazy. And with, Washington is the king's 
of just pulling out miracles when it comes to it. I think they're on like a 19 game winning streak or something like that too. Like I think they're on 18. 18 game 18. winning streak. Mm-hmm. And the board's going to have these guys going. And who's to say as good as Oregon's offense is, Washington's just as good. Like very yeah. good offense. Yeah. And they're going to be able to score points. They put points up on the secondary, this Oregon secondary last time. Mm-hmm. I don't expect them anything different this time. Yeah. I mean, they just yeah. do. And so that's why I like I like I like Oregon to win this game, but I do think Washington covers. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really close game again, but high scoring game. But I just think that Oregon's going to be able to maybe hit one of those fourth down conversions. It'll be yep. interesting from a coaching aspect. How aggressive does Dan Lanning get? Does he get what aggressive? Decisions are made. Has he is he going to play that aggressive card like? Mm-hmm. When he's backed up, or maybe it's like at the thirty-five, and it's fourth and short. Will he go yeah. for it? Um, but you know, until proven otherwise, they Washington. Remember, Washington's won the last two games. These two teams have played. Mm-hmm. Beat him at Eugene last time. Oregon's lost a home game, and then yep. beat him in Husky Stadium. In Seattle, yeah. So now you get the going for the clean sweep here in the neutral site. But I do think the Ducks get it done. But I think it's Washington covers. I like Oregon to win. 41 to 35. So, yep, I also I have Washington covering, but I have Oregon winning 38-35. All right. Yeah. I just I here's I think this is going to be must see Friday night television. For sure. For sure. Okay. We're going to move on to the SEC title game now. This is the big Oh, okay. Okay. The biggest game of the week. We're going big games first here. Yep. Biggest game Probably of the season. I mean, this is potentially mm-hmm. like a national title game. Just mm-hmm. playing for the SEC. Change the name of the championship yeah. to the SEC title game. Um, <clears throat> crazy. The, you know, all the stakes that go into this game. It's the four o'clock mm-hmm. game on CBS. Georgia is a five and a half point favorite as of right now. Yep. Over under set at 54 and a half. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing for me in this game is I think, you know, you have two teams coming off a little lackluster performances. Bama shouldn't have probably have won last week. They should have lost. They should have lost. If, they, um, if, if, if Auburn remembers Auburn. that you can sack, you can tackle the quarterback or they, 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 they probably lose this football game. They should have just dropped everyone back and mm-hmm. just, I don't know why they had a QB spy. It's not like he's going to rush the ball in fourth and 31 when you need a touchdown. Jalen Milrow, you never know. Mm, no. Jalen Milrow would rather go behind, past the line of scrimmage and try to come back and throw it. He did do that quite a few times. He did do that. Yes, that was a nice <laughs> little point. I, I think that. that was three times he did that he in the game. He did the play right before that. Yeah, but he also did that earlier on a touchdown that was t- taken back. Nonetheless, though, mm-hmm. you know, Bama probably shouldn't have been there, but they yeah. are here. So – now we have the big game, and I really think that if you want to start looking at matchups, mm-hmm. it's, I think it's really going to come down to a couple ones. I think it's the defensive yeah. line for Georgia, and you know, Bama's O line as far as and Jalen Milrow from mm-hmm. an aspect of are they going to be able to get pressure? Yeah, and are you going to be able to contain Milrow? Because mm-hmm. Jalen Milrow. Where he's not as more of like a design quarterback kind of run guy, he's yeah. most effective in the scramble drill. 
Mm-hmm. He's really good at grading like on his feet. You know what I mean? Like where yeah. it's plays not there, he's able to just break a tackle, get out of something, and just get out of the pocket and run. Like he's really good at that. They don't really use him. They'll use him in a couple, like maybe read options or so. Mm-hmm. But they realistically, they don't like I haven't seen a whole lot where they've used him other than they really like, haven't. They, it's more they really it's not haven't. it's not like the classic like you know, the Georgia Techs, the Auburns, where they have designed quarterback stuff. Like mm-hmm. he's a he's gonna he's a deep ball thrower that can make you make a lot of guys miss if he needs to and get big yeah. chunk plays. So that's gonna be one. I think another one is looking on the outside, Georgia's um those Georgia defensive backs, Alabama's receivers. Can Alabama's receivers get separation, create space, take over games? Isaiah Bond. Jermaine Burton, mm-hmm. are they going to be able to do stuff against a pretty solid Georgia defense that doesn't allow much down the field? I mean, defensively, yeah. Georgia is only has given up 40-yard 40 40 plays or more six times, 30-yard mm-hmm. plays or more 14, 20-yard plays or more 35. Vice versa, though, Bama does a, is built – I mean, their defense, they're a deep ball kind of offense. You know what I mean? Yeah. So 35 or more in the 20-yard department. 21 or more. Wait, excuse me. What about that? Oh, no. 71 plays at 20 yards or more. 35 more and 40 yards or 30 yards or more. And then 21 and 40 yards or more. So, like, mm-hmm. they will get, they're going to get their deep shots. But that's yeah. going to be interesting because we know, like, Kamari Lasseter, Javon Bullard, Malachi Starks, like, they will be physical. I think Jalen Milrow is going to try to target, try to pick on whatever side Dalen Everett's on or Julian mm-hmm. Humphrey if he's healthy. Because that'll be the side that I think you can exploit the most. Yeah. Because Kamari Lasseter is just not someone that's going to give up much. He's just one of those lockdown mm-hmm. guys. So I really look at that. And third downs. Third downs um, and penalties. Mm-hmm. Alabama is not a very disciplined team. They were coming yep. 60th in the country in penalties per game, averaging about six for 50 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, and Georgia is first in off- third down offense, second in third down defense. Can Bama can Bama get off the field? Is what I'm going to yeah. trying to say. Because no, they, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like that, a lot of ins and outs. Go yeah, on there's this a game. lot to this game, but I, I think it's really going to come down to one thing. When it comes to Alabama, and there are team they th- this is not one of the great Alabama defenses. They've played fine at times. They have they a good prone solid to secondary. giving up. They they are prone to giving up score points though they've given up 20 or more points several times this year so they're allowing that really aren't that good either defensively they're in conference play they're allowing 20 points they're defensively they're giving up 20 points a game Mm -hmm. they gave up 34 to texas 20 to a&m 21 to arkansas 20 to tennessee 28 to lsu 21 to kentucky and 24 to auburn every team pretty much minimum outside of Ole Miss, has scored 20 points on them. The in-game adjustments, too, are going to be big mm-hmm. because Bama yeah. has been notorious this year for having really good second-half adjustments, but so yeah. is Georgia. Georgia, yeah. statistically this year, has not been a very good first-half team, but they've yeah. really just been able to turn the clamps on defensively, just find their groove mm-hmm. offensively in the second half. So that'll be interesting. Cool little nugget here against ranked opponents, Georgia. 
averaging 40 points a game, only allowing about 16 a game, and averaging almost 500 yards a game offensively, <laughs> and only allowing about 300 or so. Yeah. As far, Bama has allowed – it's only scoring about 31 a game, allowing yeah. about 23. They're giving up about 390 – or they're only averaging about 395 offensively and giving up mm-hmm. over 400 yards a game. So, yeah, a lot of uh, – oh, average margin of victory, Georgia, 24 points, and mm-hmm. Bama is 14. Yeah. Um, Just the numbers in general make me lean Georgia pretty heavily. Obviously, you never know, right? Um, for some reason, when it comes to Nick Saban, he knows how to pull out dark magic and win games that he does. Alabama is a heavily, um, not heavily underdog. It's five points, but you know what I mean? The overwhelming consensus is that they are not as good, but to me right now, I'm going Georgia big. I, I think Georgia covers. So I look at the stats one more Mm -hmm. time. And like you said, like, you know, you have the Saban factor. Yeah. Bama comes in wanting F, F, the last seven times they've made an appearance in the SEC title game. They've won all seven. They haven't lost since they lost to Tim Tebow. Yep. Back in 08? 09. 09. Oh, no. Yeah, 08. 08. It 09. was 08. Yep. Because yep. Bama won in 09. I was thinking it was 09. They played in 09 and beat Florida. Yeah. The, you know, you're looking at stats, you know, with, I think the biggest one too, I brought back the offensive line. The D-line of Georgia's versus Bama's O-line, vice versus Bama's O-line, D-line versus Georgia's O-line. Sacks are going to be a big thing. Bama comes in bottom half and sacks allowed. Yeah. They do not – they have not been able to keep Miller upright. They're averaging – giving up about three sacks a game. That's 117th in the country. Georgia, less than a sack a game. They, mm-hmm. It's what's made Beck so good, good. this year. Yeah. That's why he's eighth in passing yards. They're fourth mm-hmm. in yards per play. Like they just notorious because he's able to just dissect you because he's able to have time in the pocket. Yeah. And that's why, I mean, other side, like they're pretty evenly matched stats go as far as offense for Georgia be defensively for Bama. But I just think that, you know, all of that, mm-hmm. I do think Georgia just has a better team this year is better equipped yeah. to get into it. They able to beat you in ways like we've seen, like, they're able to put points up on – they can go into a shootout if they want to. With all those weapons mm-hmm. coming back, with Bowers coming back, McConkie, you know, I I think Raw Raw Thomas is going to play. Yeah. Even if he doesn't, you still have Dylan Bell, who's been really good as of late. Matt, Rosemary Jack Saint, you have uh, Dominic Lovett, Oscar Delp. Like, you have all these guys. It's just a mm-hmm. plethora of riches. And I think the defense is going to play a lot better than they did last week. Missed tackles cannot happen. Yeah, I think you've got to be able to contain Milrow, like I said. If you can contain him, keep him under duress like Texas did and force him to make bad decisions, mm-hmm. that's going to be huge. I expect Bama to get their at least one or two shots in. It's just how it is. That's just kind of offense they are. Mm-hmm. More also, Milrow, who's really good deep throw, he's not yeah. very good intermediate stuff, short stuff. Yeah. And what happens if you're under duress a lot? You're not going to have time to hit those deep shots. Mm-hmm. So now you're going to have to. Can you get? Can you sh- make the good, accurate throws while under duress, even if it's like those intermediate stuff? A lot of questions. Can they score in the red zone? Bama's really good yeah. in the red zone. Ninety-three percent of the time they're scoring. Georgia's sixty-seventh in the country in red zone defense. So like, Bama can if they can get down there, can they score touchdowns? That's going to be big too. 
I do agree with you. I do think Georgia will yeah. cover. I think that line, especially if you're looking at lines, it, it was as far up as six and a half. Now yeah. it's back down to five and a half. I think a lot of people are on Bama. The money, I don't get why, though. It doesn't make sense, but I mean. I think they look at what happened in 21. Mm-hmm. With, and they think that's what's going to happen. And I think what you need to do, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they were talking mm-hmm. to this sharp who said, Listen, take all of what you remember from that game and just throw yeah. it out the window. This is a completely different this is team. not the same team. It's a different team, two different teams. Mm-hmm. I'm not making excuses, but Georgia had like a, they had like some of their key starters were mm-hmm. not in the best physical shape. Yeah. They were battling a flu, a flu bug that had been going and, around for weeks and that. Yeah. Not saying and that Bryce Young, yeah. they weren't, they were, I don't think Smart was showing his hand either. Mm-hmm. Because of the at the time, like they lost, they didn't. They weren't going to drop anywhere. So yeah. I don't think he, they didn't rush anybody. Bryce Young had all day to do whatever he wanted. It was just mm-hmm. a bad day. Those are two different teams. I you have I, a- I also think that no offense to Jalen Milrow, but Jalen Milrow is not Bryce Young in college. You know what I mean? I think Bryce, Bryce Young was was. I mean, Bryce Young. I think Milrose, he's gotten where he was, let's say, last yeah. year when he started against AM to now. It's 10 mm-hmm. times better. Like, he looks like Lamar Jackson out there sometimes, some of these yeah. games. Just how he's able to create hit throws down the field accurately. Like, he's yeah. got a really good job. I just I mean, think but, it's a bad you know, spot. Like, like th- 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 he's a good quarterback, but Jalen, like, Bryson won the Heisman in 2021. You know what I mean? And he probably played a better year last year, too. Yeah. Jalen Milrow has done a fine job as the starting quarterback for Alabama. I would even say a very good job. He's had his up and down moments, but he's been a pretty good quarterback. He is not Bryce Young in 2021. He cannot light up an elite defense like Georgia's. I just don't see in a million years it happening. So, I mean. uh, Jalen Milrow against quarterbacks against ranked opponents. mm -hmm. He is is – Touchdown to interception ratio five to four. Yeah. Um, he does have more rushing yards, more rushing touchdowns, but oh, congrats! That's because they that's played what he LSU. Did. Yeah. Well, not just LSU. Carson Beck played. seven touchdowns, is that, to one pick. Is that just this year, or is that that's just just this year? This is just all the stats coming into this game. Because I was gonna say last year when he started against who was it? A and M. No, no. This is just this year. Yeah. Um. As to, I, but like the game against Texas, like he was not even a great pass. He was legitimately a running quarterback out there. I do think, um, if the penalty stat might be a big one too, because mm-hmm. especially, I mean, Bama notoriously has as just mostly recently, going back to like last year, like has not been a very disciplined team. Yeah, and as we've seen from teams like Florida, or you know Bama, or mm-hmm. you know some, I know there's a couple more out there, but like you get undisciplined, stupid penalties have stupid, mm-hmm. res- stupid consequences. Yeah, where you are putting your team at risk of really getting hurt when mm-hmm. you 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 get a third down call, you get a third down stop. But then you get a stupid penalty after the play or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, Steely calls of it. Like, I've seen Bama. That's Bama's MO sometimes this year. They had a couple of them last game. Mm -hmm. If they do that, they are – ask Kentucky how that went because Kentucky did the same thing against this team and didn't end up well. So, 
I like Georgia to win. I think it's a closer game. I do think they cover that five and a half. I like 31 yeah. to uh, 24. I got Georgia winning 33 to 21 over Alabama. All righty. We will be moving on mm-hmm. to your next game, which will be the let's go Big 12 title. Big 12 title game, okay. We're going to go Big 12 title game. This is the noon kick on ABC. This is Oklahoma State mm-hmm. number 18, Texas number f- 7. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Currently, the line is at 15. Mm-hmm. Um, Texas is rolling as of late to come after yep. a massive win against Texas Tech. Uh, Oklahoma State. Realistically, shouldn't be here, but they came back. They were down 24 to 6 at half against BYU. They had to win mm-hmm. to get to this spot. They came back and won in overtime. Yeah. You know, I the stats say Texas all the way. And yeah, I would agree with that because Texas, what they do really well is they stop the run game. They're yeah. top five in the run, against the run. And they're also. 21st in the country in scoring offense mm-hmm. where Oklahoma state is 113th defensively against the pass, 105th yeah. against the run 116th in yards per play 105th in points. Yeah. It's a bad spot. The yeah. only thing where that could, um, is going to keep Oklahoma state in this game is if Alex Bowman or, or if Bowman, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's Alex, I think it's Alex Bowman. I could be wrong though. Um, but Bowman, I need to double check that now. I'm gonna lose my mind if I don't have this name right. Um hold on one second. Bowman Um Alan Bowman. Yeah. Apologize for that. Alan Bowman, he's gonna have to play one of his best games mm-hmm. of the season. He's gotta cut back the turnovers. I think he yeah. has six picks, if I remember, six picks in the last three games. So he's got he can't turn the football over. Yeah. And they've got an Ollie Gordon who comes in the nation's top runner. 15 over 1500 yards rushing. They rank Oh, it's crazy. They were 57th in rushing yards, but they have the best mm-hmm. running back in the country. Um you know, they got to be able that's just in total though. They've got to be able to run the ball effectively enough to keep Texas off the field. I think this is a classic mm-hmm. game where you've got to be able to win the time of possession battle, kind of like the yeah. Oregon State game from a couple weeks ago, which they did well in because like the stats really weren't in their favor, but it was just like if you can keep Texas a high offense, prolific, prolific offense off the field, mm-hmm. you might be able to keep yourself in the game. They've got to yeah. be able to cash in the red zone. Defensively, Texas ranks first in red zone efficiency, third down efficiency. Fifth against the run and 20th in turnovers. So if Texas can just neutralize Oklahoma State in general, yeah, this won't be a ball game. I think Texas yeah, I, is too good offensively I, to do anything. Yeah, I, I think Texas is gonna roll. Do you think I think they, they cover? cover. I don't think they cover. That's a big that's a big thing. And just because I think I think Oklahoma State gets off some good rushes. Mm-hmm. Ollie Gordon, he gets his carries. He makes the, game, the score look closer than it really is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. I don't feel like there's really too much to talk about in this one. I think Texas is an elite team. 
that's getting better every week. They've, you know, quite frankly, we look at it just behind Michigan. They probably have the second best win of the season so far. Yeah. Against Alabama in Tuscaloosa. They, you know, the second they got back Quinn Ewers, it was like everything just clicked back into place. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they had some struggles earlier in the year, but when Quinn is the starter, they don't struggle. They play with their food a little bit, but they don't struggle. They win their football games. The only game they lost to was to Oklahoma, and they got hosed by refs in that game. <laughs> well, they couldn't the stop Dylan Gabriel on the ground. Yeah. Either, yeah. I'm going to – I think Texas wins this. Mm-hmm. If they don't, it's because Mike Gundy has one of those games. Oklahoma yeah. State has won the last two games. Mm-hmm. They won last year. Yeah. Um, but I just – Bowman's got to play really well. Gordon's got to be able to control the run game on the ground, which has been something that – I think mm-hmm. if you're Oklahoma State, you got to be able to find a way to maybe work on the outside, like the zone game, a lot of yeah. outs, off the, outside the tackles instead of running inside because Texas really is really good up front, like mm-hmm. really good up front, like as far as like stopping the run, getting after the quarterback, like they're really good at that. So if Oklahoma State does that, they're going to have a really good chance at this game. If they don't, yeah. Texas is going to roll. I do think that Oklahoma State keeps it close. I think they cover, maybe even if it's like a backdoor-ish cover. Yeah. I think they do that. I think Texas wins – uh, 38 to not even, uh, we'll go 40 to 27. No, let's, that's 13. Yeah. I'm going to get 40 to 27. I'm going to go 42, 28 Texas wins. All right. All right. We are move on now to the ACC title game where FSU Mm -hmm. takes on Louisville. Yep. Look at these two teams. FSU comes in off a sloppy win against Florida mm-hmm. where got down 12-0 out of the gate, did not look good, but even as bad as they were being outgained in every stat category, they were only down 12, got back, took advantage of Florida's undisciplinedness and missed opportunities, won the game late. Louisville comes in losing to Kentucky for the fifth straight time. Yep. Um, in a game where – don't it just just wasn't their day? I don't know if it was maybe possible look ahead spot. Might uh, have been. Just, you wonder why they lost this game is because they turned the ball over three times. Also doing that, yeah. Um, I mean, but, it, it, that's one of these is one of the most embarrassing losses. As it's team. a bad loss. You, you had the ball. You own time position. You own first down. You outgained them by over a hundred yards, but you turn the ball over three times and you lose the football game. It's a bad. It's it was a unex, inexcusable loss. Yeah. But it just sets up, I think, Louisville to be almost. I don't want to say FSU's catching now Louisville in a bad spot. Yeah. But they might be because now you're going to get a Louisville. You're getting a Louisville team that is doesn't have anything to play for the playoff. I don't think they ever did, even with one loss. But. No, now you have a team that now you got a team that's fighting for a New Year's Six bowl. Fighting for a New Year's Six, a conference championship mm-hmm. with Jeff Brom yeah. in their first year. He's done a remarkable job. Mm-hmm. And you're getting a team that's probably pissed off. Because we saw this earlier last year or earlier this year. You know, you beat, come off a really big win, nice win against Notre Dame, you fall mm-hmm. against a game you should have no business losing against Pitt. 
Yeah. Same thing. Had no business losing to Kentucky. Did. Now mm-hmm. you got FSU. Line is two and a half. Yeah, FSU is a favorite. I actually, it stayed steady at two and a half. I think it I opened, thought it was three and a half. It, it opened you know, at three yeah, and a half. Yeah, it opened at three and a half, but it has stayed steady at two and a half. Mm-hmm. Looking at the stats, I think the biggest thing here in this game, because defensively, FSU is solid against the pass. Yeah. Rushing yards is where you can get them. I'm mm-hmm. telling I watched it last week. Florida's yep. running backs were able to control that game for a, probably about the first half and then a little bit into the third. Mm-hmm. They were able to run the ball pretty well. Yeah. Louisville comes in with Jahar Jordan. I think I said that right name wrong. But anyway, he's 26 in the country in rushing. Yeah. Louisville is third, third down off. Or uh, no, I'm not looking at third down offense. Uh Louisville is a is 33rd in rushing offense. Mm-hmm. So they're really good at running the football. Yeah. So and FSU is 47th against the run. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where Louisville's got to be able to attack them right there. Yeah. Louisville's really good at stopping the run too. Louisville mm-hmm. is 11th in rushing defense, 96.8 yeah. yards per game. FSU's offensively is running the football is 67th in the country. Yeah. So I really think this is big because. What I think Florida almost got done, but couldn't because their offense wasn't able to do anything. I mm-hmm. think if you're able to really put pressure, you want to put pressure on Rodemaker. Yeah, make this offense one dimensional because what it because Trey Benson really saved them last week because outside mm-hmm. of maybe like one or two plays that Keon Coleman had, Johnny yeah. Wilson had like three drops. Mm-hmm. Offense just didn't look good outside of Benson who had the, yeah who did everything they needed. He had the, all the touchdowns so. If Louisville can keep FSU one-dimensional and force Rodemaker to beat him, like he kind of did last year when Travis went down against Louisville, yeah, then you tip your cap and you just say, "Listen, that was the better team." I I, I think another spot where you can maybe get him here, where or excuse me, where FSU can now look at defensively yeah. fifth, defensively in third downs, defense. Louisville was seventieth in the country in third down offense. So if you yeah. get him. And third down offense, you can put pressure on them because they are 59th in turnovers in Louisville. Yeah. So they have been prone to turn the football over. I would say Louisville's prone to turn the football over, and they also give up around two sacks a game. Yeah. And their offensive FSU, line is not anything special. Florida State has one of the top offensive lines in the country and, where they're sitting at now. They're sitting at, well, they're not too much higher anymore, but they're given one and one 50th in the country sacks. in offense. Yeah, but they defensively Florida State eighth in the country in sacks, so they mm-hmm. do get after the quarterback, like you said. Yeah, I think what you're going to see in this game, where you didn't see last week, is a more experienced quarterback, a quarterback yeah. with more weapons. They got speed on the outside, and and I, I think it's going to help that it's also not you're going to be playing in a neutral site game, at, mm-hmm. you know Charlotte, you know North Carolina, but it's going to be probably you know sixty forty Florida State. Louisville yeah. fans, so you're not you're not playing in front in front of ninety thousand fans screaming at you. It's not going to be impossible to hear when the offense is out there. You're going to have a lot more time to breathe, a lot more time to think. You're going to have, you know what I mean? It's going to be a lot. E- as weird as it's going to say, I feel like it's going to be easier for him as a quarterback to run through his motions yeah. in this environment compared to playing in the swamp at night. What it's FS- also a night game, but... You know. What FSU is able to do on third downs offensively, too, 63rd mm-hmm. in the country in 
offensively. Louisville really good. Also, FSU yeah. also, but Louisville 10th in the country in third down conversions. Ninth mm-hmm. in first downs allowed. 12th in rushing yeah. yards. Really good overall. I think I said 11. But I'm telling you, I just think that if if you're looking at Louisville's perspective, forcing yeah. for it to become one-dimensional and being able mm-hmm. to run the football is going to be yeah. dividends, be like massive dividends. If you're FSU, you're going to have to be able to score in the red zone, which yeah. Louisville has not allowed many teams to do. But if mm-hmm. you can get down there and you got to be able to convert on third downs, especially yeah. – and avoid third and longs. What we saw last week against Florida, when they got into third and longs, they really had trouble doing anything. Outside yeah. of the one they got away when they got the first down, the penalty mm-hmm. did not do anything. They were yeah, like they looked lost in a sense. So mm-hmm. really going to be fun to watch. I just think I think your FSU's catching Louisville in a bad spot right here. Yeah, I I I'm gonna I'm gonna take Louisville. To cover, I think I'm. I didn't, I'm going to take them to win. I'm going to take them outright. I I know I did this last week of Florida. Yep. But maybe it's just good mojo for FSU. But I just think Ella, I think Louisville. Mm-hmm. You're getting a more experienced quarterback. You're not getting a true yep. freshman. You're getting a better offensive line, and, I, and better weapons all around, and a better run game. I just mm-hmm. think Louisville. You're catching them after that loss. I think it was bad because now they're all yeah. pissed off. Give me Louisville close game. But I think they get, they make a couple more plays than FSU does. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take 20, 27 to 23. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm going to pick Florida State to win this. Uh, this is the team that Tate Rodemaker beat as the backup when he came in last year. This is the same Louisville team that he beat. Not same coach, but the exact same roster, more or less. I believe they're going to win this game. You know, I think it's going to be close. I, I'm going to go 24-17. I like FSU to get some good big passing plays off. Might yeah. even get a big special teams break. Um, Just because that's how Florida State tends to win these kind of games is they got, you know, Keon Coleman can make a difference in the punt game too. Yeah. I mean, we didn't – we saw the one against Florida, but he's yeah. had two 60-yard – um, returns this year as a he's one of the best punt returners in the country and I think I have a feeling this game we're gonna see one that's gonna be a big run on so I'm gonna go 24-17 Florida State uh, they've also won like 18 in a row so it's hard to pick against them at this point <laughs> all right we're gonna move on to our final game preview and that is the Big Ten title game we will not be spending much time on this game. Yeah, <laughs> because Michigan, which is just yeah. on a, it, somehow, some way, mm-hmm. a twenty-two and a half point favorite, mm-hmm. over unders at thirty-five. Michigan's going to win this game. We're going to come out and say it. Yep, yep. Michigan's. There's no shot. If Iowa wins this game, I might do the podcast next time with my shirt on or something like yeah. that. Just I might. I don't know what, but there so, is not a shot that Michigan wins yeah, or doesn't win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is. I got to be honest with you. There is not a single chance in my mind that that Iowa could win this game. Like it, it is actually astonishingly um, incredible how awful their offense is. But yet they're they have they have twenty total offensive touchdowns this season. <laughs> they average four yards a play, and they have less than three thousand total yards as an offense. Nice. That's so bad. 
They come in rank 121st in the country in mm-hmm. points per game at 18. Michigan, 13th in the country with 37 points a game. You want to guess where Iowa's total offensive rating is? Just guess real quick. Out of 130? Yeah. 128. No, they're 130. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, yeah. They're dead last. It's not even close, to be honest. <laughs> uh, Kent State is 129. And they have 1,000 more total yards as an offense. It's so, not It's not even close. Like, they have the worst offense by far. If, so, um, looking at the stats, the only way Iowa could – potentially keep this close and cover mm-hmm. they're gonna have to take their best offense is gonna be their defense yeah. they rank ninth in the country in passing yards 17th mm-hmm. in the country in rushing yards and second in the country in yards per play michigan is 64th in passing yards 53rd in rushing and 31st in yards per play so there's a significant advantage in iowa defensively yeah problem is they do rank 93rd in sacks and michigan is a top 20 team and sacks allowed not sacks mm-hmm. allowed offensively so they don't give up sacks so if you're not going to get pressure i think mccarthy's going to have a field day back there which is if yeah. if they can force him into bad decision making that's going to keep mm-hmm. him cl- keep this game close but i i just can't do anything with the ball when they have it so yeah i mean these numbers offensively are atrocious 123rd in third down conversion 133rd and first downs, 130th mm-hmm. in passing, 130 yards per play, 104th in rushing, yeah, 78th in points scored, 81st in rushing red zone. I mean, Michigan is fourth against the pass, seventh against the run, fourth in yards per play. Like, it's a bad game. I expect Michigan. I, Michigan's going to yeah, win. Yeah. They're going to cover. Think, the over's going to hit. They're going to win. Michigan. I think Michigan's going to hit the over themselves. I think it's a 37 to 38 to seven game. I, I got my, my, my prediction was 38 somebody. to three. My prediction was 38 to three that Iowa starts <laughs> off the game. They get an incredible return to yeah. like, you know, like let's just say like the Michigan 40 and they kick a monster field goal and everybody on the Iowa side is jumping and screaming. And then they don't get into the Michigan territory for the rest of the game. <laughs> yeah. That's um, that sounds about right. I was it. That's the craziest part about what I just said is that sounds like the realistic outcome for this game. It probably will. This game won't be close at all. So it is mind-boggling that it says it says Iowa has 16 defensive touchdowns, 20 offensive touchdowns. They almost have the same amount of touchdowns on defense as. Mm -mm. That's insane. Ten win winner. Ten win. Ten game winner. This is all. This could be. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We're going to move on here to biggest questions for Saturday. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I got four big questions, and one of them will start off with most pressure Saturday. Is it Texas, Florida State, or Alabama? I think it's Florida State to me. I think it is too. Because I think those other teams, like, you know, we had the conversation before. I don't think you control your own destiny. I don't so, think Florida State controls their own destiny, even if I they think go Florida undefeated. Florida State does. I think you know. I think that's where we disagree. But I think Florida State does control. But their that's destiny what this point. great debate is. Yeah, that's where style points gotta come in here. I, I, I get, but to me, if Florida State wins, they're in. So to Florida State, the pressure is on. You have to. You need to win this game to be in. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't need to win this game because I, I think with, especially with Texas, if they lose, if they win. There's a chance they don't get in. I think Alabama, there's a higher chance. If Alabama wins, I think 
we'll we'll see some sort of way where they get in. I think Texas could win and still not make the game. That's a very realistic outcome. I I'm t- I think it's Florida State, but only because, mm-hmm. like I said, I think style points have got to matter for them for yeah. some reason. It's unfortunate, but this is how it is when you're talking mm-hmm. your quarterbacks out, and yeah. that's and now you have a bunch of other really good teams that have one loss by their conference champs. Now you got to start stacking it up, and now mm-hmm. it becomes that most best or most deserving. Yeah, I think that if they really want to make a statement, they'll go out and just beat Louisville by two scores. If they can beat Louisville by two scores, sign me up, put them in. I mean, that's fine. Um, But I think if it's a close game, like I expect it is, and I think that Louisville is going to win, then you really – like if Florida State wins on a walk-off field goal, now you really have – they're not putting themselves up for much um, of success, I'm going to say. But that's why I think they have the most pressure. Like you also said, if they they lose, they're out. So – Mm-hmm. Say sayonara. Yeah. All right. We're going to move on to next question here as soon as I make mm-hmm. this text message. There you go. Um, the next question, Dylan, for you is what is the best game possibly? What is the best game going to be on Saturday? Uh, on Saturday? I was going to say I'd go with the Friday night game. But Saturday. Oh, you know, we'll just add it in. If yeah. I, otherwise, I forgot, I think, writing this. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're good. I, I got to go with the Friday. I mean, Oregon versus Washington. This is must-see television. Pull out the picture of Martin Scorsese saying cinema. This is what Fridays are made for. Kick the high schools out of here. I don't care about the high schools. Oregon yeah. versus Washington is going to be the most exciting thing this weekend, in my opinion. The, this game, the... Um, this game is more exciting to me than the game was last week. I think the Georgia Alabama game is going to be the most, the best game. Just yeah, the just, stakes. I, I, I get, the I get stakes. what you think that, but I just think Georgia is so much better that it's not really going to be as. I think the Oregon Washington game is going to be the most passionate game we've seen out of. No, it, it'll season. be the, the Georgia Alabama game. These two teams are built to beat each other. So. Yeah. That's where I just think we're going to have – the crowd is going to – the environment there is going to be insane. It's a game unlike any other when these two teams face off against each other, and I just think that it's a it's a playoff game for both yeah. these teams. So you're going to see a big-time showdown, and that's why I think it's a close mm-hmm. game, but, I, I mean, I think Georgia wins and covers that line. Yeah. But I think Oregon-Washington will be right behind there. I'm very intrigued this FSU-Louisville game at 8. Mm-hmm. And then you got Matt Berry calling the game, who Florida State fans have like a death will, a death uh, sentence against. So that'd be okay. real fun. They, they don't have a death sentence against Matt Berry. It's, well, it he, sounds went, like it. he went on Twitter and he was arguing that Florida State is not only not a top four team, but they're not a top four deserving team. Well, and then, and then Florida um, State fans to, got into war. Florida State fans were upset. And then he called Bud Elliott a fan writer and that got Florida state fans even more mad. And then he got, then and then him and Canel got into it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been awesome. I love no, Twitter. It. This is fun. Especially since Florida state Twitter is probably one of the most like violent people. Like that's a oh, scary yeah. fan base to get into it with. I got asked they, today. They get, they get, they get at you. Like I got asked today. I said, someone asked me, they're like, you on Twitter or X? I said, yeah. uh, yes, I'm on Twitter. Like, yeah. I got to be around this. Yeah. Um, Dylan, what is the sneakiest game that not a lot of people are talking about? 
Uh, Tulane versus SMU. I was just going to say that. I was the, yeah, yeah. See, personally, I'm a fan of the Green Wave. I got a friend who I knew growing up who goes to Tulane University. So I'm rooting for the Green Wave. I think they're going to lose. It says the same, same. <laughs> I was going to say, SMU has looked like really good this year. They've just played a harder schedule than SMU. So, I I mean, then uh, Tulane. So I think this game's going to be really fun, though. I, I agree. I think this is a good game. Mm-hmm. Two really good coaches, and Fritz yeah. and uh, freaking Rhett. Uh, oh, crap. What's the name? I just had it in my head, too. Um, it's Rhett something. It is. Rhett. We'll find it. Oh, Rhett Lashley, who yeah. both these guys are going to potentially be mm-hmm. future coaches somewhere else. Rhett Lashley, some more likely than Fritz because of age, but this would be a good mm-hmm. test because you have really good offenses. Michael Pratt hasn't has struggled when he's been under pressure, and SMU is going to be yeah. the best defensive defensive line he's seen probably since Old Miss. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be a really good game to watch. I mean, it comes. I'm, I won't be watching much of it because it's going to be yeah. right when the Georgia game is. So, but definitely someone to keep an eye on for sure because this has big time s uh, big time. Um, New Year's Six implications because if yeah. SMU wins and let's say Liberty falls to New Mexico State, SMU sneaks right in there to the New yeah. Year's Six spot. So, and finally, what is the or actually sneakiest matchup? I would say both of those questions seem similar, so I had a better idea for last question. What? Here, well, actually, here I'm going to pull one. Okay, I'm going to pull one. From no, yeah, I'll let you do it. Go ahead. All right. You, what you do is because we're not going to be able to record a show before conference championship after the game. You know, before we get the final rankings. Mm-hmm. Right now, I want you to give me your final four rankings based on what you think is going to happen this weekend. My final four. Mm-hmm. I think. They will be Georgia, Michigan, and then I think it's going to be. Um, I'm going to say Oregon and Texas. All right. I think because I do think Florida State loses this week. Mm-hmm. If I would not be if they win, I would not be surprised if they get in. They will be a four seed, and that will be okay. But I am going to say it's going to be in the or seating wise. I think it's Georgia one, Michigan two. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put Oregon at three, Texas at four. Okay. Those okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get. I get where you think. Yeah. But it's going to be fascinating with the debates and all. Yeah. I will be there to watch. So mine is going to be or uh, Georgia one, two, Michigan three, Florida State. For Oregon, I think I just think Florida State gets in at three. It's a fascinating matchup mm-hmm. because um, if you want to start then breaking down as far as who seating wise, yeah, whoever gets that fourth spot because I tell you right now, you you mm-hmm. would rather play Michigan who sh- yeah. been who can't get out of their own way in a playoff mm-hmm. game rather than playing Georgia in the Georgia. semifinal. So, well, especially since. Especially if you're like one of the West Coast teams, you have to go. Or to even New if Orleans. you're like Florida State, mm-hmm. you want 
no business trying to play Georgia in the first game. If you no, no, but what, yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, I'm just but saying, it's like you're one of those West teams. That's like that's so much worse. Like I mean, if you're watching with Oregon, yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Though, if you're Washington, you have to fly all the way to it's it's a, it's a Sugar Bowl, right? It'd be in the Sugar Bowl, probably. Yeah, unless you have to you have to fly from you have to fly from Eugene to New Orleans, and UGA just have to get on a bus and drive. Nah, they would fly, but <laughs> they'd fly, but they could just drive there. It's yeah. not that far. <laughs> Yeah, I um, those would be my four, but like the in the seedings mm-hmm. and then the whole scenarios and stuff. Um, yeah, it's definitely gonna be something to look at, but can't wait. Just, but my best bets though the week I got three this week. Mm-hmm. Need to see what our record was. Uh, let's see, Texas won, Iowa won, and M didn't cover by they lost by twelve. It was eleven and a half. BYU covered, mm-hmm. and Missouri covered. So, uh. Four and one last week shoots us to twenty-seven and twenty-four and one. How you doing? Let's keep it moving. Twenty-seven, twenty-four and one, heading into the final Saturday here, mm-hmm. and we are going to. We got three plays. I got three plays for you, everyone. Yep. I got Georgia minus five and a half. I got four plays. At Georgia minus five and a half. I got the Michigan Iowa game over thirty-five. Yep. SMU. I believe the line is at. It was at five and a half. Let's Let me double just pull that, that up just to check for you. It is three and a half. It's down to three and a half? Yeah, SMU plus three and a half. Damn. So, because it was up to five and a half yesterday mm-hmm. or the day before when I made this run down. So, yep. If you got it earlier, this is I know yeah, it opened at four. I know it opened. This is like last half. night. Like this is yeah, this is twelve hours ago. So this is here. Let's I think the most I'm updated. I'm just gonna look it up FanDuel right now. Yeah. Um here we go. The spread is here we go. Uh da, 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 da. charge. So the SM it is three and a half. Yeah. So I still like SMU three and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, it was earlier this week. It was at five and a half when I wrote this. So if you lock it in there, be my guess. And then I do like uh, Washington plus nine and a half. Mm-hmm. So those are the bets. Got Washington. I'm going to write this down on my iPad because I didn't add Washington. I like Washington this. plus nine and a half. All right. So those are our plays. So we have UGA minus five and a half. Michigan over 35. SMU plus three and a half. Washington plus nine and a half. Mm-hmm. Everyone enjoy our final yeah. weekend mm-hmm. before bowl season. Um, enjoy the conference title games. Hopefully we have some good games. Have I think a, we will last year. I think we're going to have some sort of debate, chaos going on in the playoff. Expect yeah. some craziness and some full tomfoolery by this committee. Yeah. <laughs> and let's all take a second to – Think about how this will be the last playoff with four teams. Think of next year. None of this stuff will matter. We'll be debating whether or not LSU should get in over Penn State. So, yeah, we're going to be debating about, you know, UCF Knights. Yeah, well, let's let's keep it in check. Pull the link. Come on. Big 12 chips. Let's. Big 12 chips. Let's reel it back in there. Let's reel it back in here. We're going to get you. But nonetheless, Make sure you guys are subscribing, watching on YouTube, sharing the video, 
and uh, enjoying it more. Most importantly, um, if yeah. you're on Spotify, listen, listening, uh, hit that follow button because we yeah. really appreciate there. Um, enjoy the weekend, guys. We'll be out. Try to be out next week, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We're back to our normal time, but uh, nonetheless, the pod will be out. We'll have it all shared out and on YouTube, ready to roll. So enjoy the weekend. Dylan, any final thoughts? I'm just excited for the weekend. Hope you guys are too. All righty. Peace out, everyone. Enjoy the weekend.